This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM. PJ Glasser filling in for Nick Costos today. He'll be back tomorrow alongside with Ken Barkley. Drew Dinsick going to join us here in moments, the whale capper. But a reminder that we are on stadium right now so make sure you join us until six o'clock eastern time and go to watchstadium.com you can keep listening to us on sirius channel 160 sirius xm 205 and also continue watching on twitch.tv slash and youtube backslash odyssey sports but it's time to bring in friend of the show and a guest drew dinsick follow drew on twitter x at whale underscore capper betting analyst for nbc Sports Edge and host of the Deep Dive Podcast and Bet the Edge Podcast. Drew, good to see you. How's everything going? Oh, it's been uh, been quite a day. Uh, you yeah. know, trying to digest what we saw yesterday in the championship games, trying to make sense of this uh, Super Bowl market while at the same time, uh, you know, betting uh, betting NBA is uh, it's a dream. Dream. This will be. This is, these are the these is the time of year we live for. Yeah. I mean, you mean like July eighth when it's just baseball? That's not the that's not the time that we live here. I mean, this we got Euro twenty twenty four this year, right? Yeah, y'all win. Nah, that'll be fun. Wimbledon, yeah, Wimbledon. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna be busy. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be uh, be doing putting the final touches on uh, the Olympic uh, medal totals model. Oh my uh, god! Yeah, well, we got we got our we got our work cut out for us this summer, <laughs> Lockie. You don't go making vacation yeah. plans just yet. No. Yeah, who would who would bet Super Bowl when I could get in my Bulgarian weightlifting reps? Who, uh, who would who would ever want to do that? I don't know. I uh, I'm supposed Sorry. to ask you about the Super Bowl first. Like that makes the most sense. Uh, PJ can ask you about that. You and I were talking off air about NBA Most Valuable Player. Like that's the topical thing. The Super Bowl is in sure. two weeks. We're gonna we'll, we'll talk to you next week about the Super Bowl. Or we'll talk to you later in this interview too. But like Joel Embiid is going to be out tonight. He has five games to play with until he becomes ineligible to win MVP. The market has started moving mm-hmm. very aggressively away from him. So he was two to mm-hmm. one before the news came out, just that he was going to miss tonight's game. He is now more than four to one in some places. And most of that equity has gone to, or win probability has gone to Nikola Jokic. And a little bit of it has gone to some other guys. So this is all, we, we're doing this in real time. We don't know if he's going to play tomorrow. He might become ineligible to win the award very soon, in which case he goes to zero and somebody else wins. And he was the favorite. Like, how have you bet this today? How are you thinking about this market? Always interested to kind of get your thoughts on this stuff. Uh, yeah, so um, I'm already holding a bunch of Jokic, and I guess um, so. My initial reaction was I better go go bet some Giannis. Um, got in at ten to one for Giannis, and I'm kind of surprised that the market reaction going so aggressively against Embiid makes me think that there is more 
to this. It's just kind of corroborating, I guess, my suspicion, <laughs> right? Like this is super cloak and dagger. Like uh, somebody may know what exactly his diagnosis is and may have a general sense that he might miss a couple weeks, uh, at which point he is fully ineligible for the award. And uh, we are talking about, you know, we're, we're starting to break down the other candidates and this gets completely re, you know, reallocated. Um, the, I don't get a sense that yesterday's scratch against or excuse me, yesterday's, but the weekend scratch against uh, the Denver Nuggets was a um, uh, a ducking. Uh, it, you know, if there's a lot more artful ways to duck an opponent, like you know, you put them on the injury report, uh, and you kind of you know lay the groundwork. You put a you, you put a runway uh, <laughs> that uh, gets you out of being investigated, right? Um, and so the fact that it was a little bit of a uh, a surprise uh, to me says, ooh, there might be something wrong here. Um, and, you know, if he was to play today, uh, I think, uh, you know, a lot of your concerns go away, but missing today matters. Uh, and uh, they got a back-to-back tomorrow against the Warriors. That's going to decide this one way or the other. Like, you could see one of the faster free falls in price because it's a, you know, it's a fragile thing now with the, with these rules. Um, player gets hurt, misses a couple weeks, no longer, you know, eligible for 65 games, and uh, they're out of the market for, you know, for all awards. And uh, I know Rookie of the Year is probably just the ex- exception, right? The rest of them all count. But uh, whatever the case is, um, yeah, this is uh, sounds serious. And honestly, having won the MVP last year and that being the focus of a lot of, the like, the Sixers' regular season, like, yeah, get them right. Like, you have an opportunity to do something in the playoffs that seems like kind of the more important thing right now by a long shot for the franchise. Uh, it's a really good team this year. It feels like a more balanced and complete team this year. Nick Nurse uh, is an upgrade, at least in in, uh, in what we've seen so far, as far as kind of understanding how to use these pieces. Um, everybody else in the East feels like they're a little flawed in certain ways. Uh, Bucks don't have a point of attack defender on the roster. Uh, the Celtics can't seem to put together uh, consistent winning basketball against elite teams. Uh, the Knicks are an injury, uh, like a walking injury, apparently, and in general wouldn't be a team that you really have a ton of uh, concerns getting best, past in the best of seven series anyway. The Heat look like they've taken a massive step backward, uh, and everybody else in the mix is is either inexperienced or just doesn't have anywhere close to the same ceiling. So it's not crazy that the Sixers could win the East at all. Uh, and if that uh, means you need to get Embiid, uh, you know, a month of rest in the middle of the season, then by all means do it. Like I, the, the, it makes too much sense. And uh, and I, I have a sense that this is going to be, uh, you know, a, you know a, an interesting call for them, whether they uh, they elect to go in this direction. And Embiid's obviously part of the discussion. He has to kind of just acknowledge, OK, I'm out of the MVP race. That's fine. Um, but uh, in a world where he qualifies, I think he's pretty clearly like a runaway. You know, he's going to walk it in, uh, let's say maybe 85% realistically, uh, if he were to qualify, um, and this were to be a nothing burger of an injury. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I look at the rest of the field and the fact that all of the equity went right out of the Embiid pot and into the Jokic pot as a, you know, as a, an existing holder of Jokic, I was like, oh, wonderful. <laughs> like, this is great. Um, but I don't think that's right. I think, uh, you know, Jokic's best basketball was like games one through 30, uh, really. Uh, And in particular, that stretch where uh, Jamal Murray was not available and he was really like his usage was up. His efficiency was unreal. Um, And now that there's, you know, that there's more help for him on the team, like he's just not putting up as 
impressive uh, overall portfolio, which is why he was drifting before any of this happened. Um, and I think that, do- that definitely opens up the door for SGA. I think his price is reasonable and fair, and he should probably have gotten a little bit more attention in sort of the reallocation. And uh, I absolutely think Giannis should have gotten more attention. Um, I got Ian at 10 to 1 uh, for full stakes offshore. I felt like that was pretty lucky um, because the market's not even there anymore. <laughs> so I don't know why those are going up and down, uh, but it was there for it was there for an hour. It was there for like an hour. It was like there for like an hour, uh, and now it's gone. Um, and uh, you know, I think uh, so. Not, you know, I think I, I'm probably in a position now where best case for me is that Giannis manages to win this because, um, you know, the the Bucks are, are going to be a good regular season team from here to the end of the season. Uh, if Doc Rivers helps turn them around defensively, then all of a sudden Giannis somehow maybe even gets credit for uh, pulling the trigger on on the Griff firing. So. Um, yeah, there's, uh, there's definitely scope here where you look at the results we have from this season. Um, Giannis is building, he's getting better. He's having an incredible year, uh, and he's running in, you know, he's running Jokic down, um, in terms of, uh, you know, some of the all in one stats that are out there. Uh, and yeah, it's fun, fun, fun conversation. And, uh, if you're, you know, if you're one of the, if you're the last man on, uh, Embiid Island, uh, I'll pray for you, but uh, I think you're yeah. going to be in trouble in about two weeks. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't me, brother. It ain't me. I'm not the last. I'm, not, I got, I'm in the lifeboat, and I've, I've been throwing for hours. I've been way out of yeah. there. So. Last one, yeah, last one on the island, turn out the lights. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. A lot of good stuff. <laughs> I don't know. See what it is. Sorry, A lot of good ahead. stuff there on uh, NBA MVP, by the way. So, Drew, before we get to the Super Bowl with you, I kind of want to get your thoughts on what we saw yesterday in Championship Sunday. And I, I just want to know, for, like, betters out there, do you think it was more painful for them if they had a Lions money line ticket and obviously being up 17 at halftime or if you had the Ravens and you got a good number at, like, three, three and a half and just watching them and the way that they lost that game and not running the football and, and with all the turnovers, what do you think was was the tougher watch? Oh, <laughs> so def- about the definitely the Lions. <laughs> the Lions. The Lions. The uh, Lions. The Lions money line by margin. Um, I think I don't know. I, I, I was on Chiefs, so I can't really speculate what it felt like to yeah, uh, to have a Ravens number. Um, but I definitely think that even if you had a good Ravens number and the market was like full on consensus, you believed in it, like you're still going up against Mahomes. <laughs> you're still going to feel stupid if you're losing in that at some point in that game like you had to know that going into a betting on the ravens i would say uh you know you're betting on a team that doesn't have the pet pedigree uh against a team that is maybe the most experienced going in terms of playoff uh you know you know just just a uh, playoff coolness um so yeah i think the ravens probably had more eyes wide open that it could go that way uh, i think the lions at halftime i mean i was I, like i i laid it with the niners last week i was uh uh, I was happy with my CLV in the Niners side of things because I got minus seven at like plus one hundred one. I had some minus six and a half from the openers. Like I was like, yeah, buddy, this closed in seven and a half. Like this is a done deal. I had convinced myself of the reasons why it was such a good bet, and it was you know no no one really ever refuted it across everyone who I, you know opinion I respect and. Um, and then the first half was so poor by the Niners in every facet of the game, particularly their defense that I, at halftime, I was basically like, I give up, like these guys are terrible. Like they can't play defense. The tackling is abysmal. Like it, uh, the lions are just, they, they showed up ready to play today. Uh, let's start thinking about the lions Chiefs super bowl. And then for it to go pear shaped, uh, was a surprise. And then the way it went pear shaped with the, uh, catch off the visor, 
the fumble that gave them advantage field position. Uh, you know, Shanahan not even calling a very good game and Purdy kind of elevating the, <laughs> the Niners throughout the second half there with the scrambling and some, you know, some clutch throws like the you can't you all of a sudden you can't tackle CMC on the boundary. Like it was a lot of real, real, real narrow margin plays that got the Niners back into the game. Uh, and then, you know, there was opportunity and scope for the Lions to, you know, to come back themselves with uh, a couple of, you know, beautiful drives and then some dropped balls that ultimately were the difference. So um, tougher to be a Lions money line holder, tougher to be a Lions fan, uh, considering how close they were. That's uh, that's going to be uh, that's going to be one you don't ever forget about. I don't think. Uh, meanwhile, the Ravens. Uh, um, yeah. You know, he ran into Pat Mahomes in the playoffs. This yeah. happens to a lot of people. Absolutely. Yeah, poor shout out Joey Kanish. That's a tough one for okay. I mean, the Michigan one, uh, whatever. You got one out of two. It's pretty good. Cool. <laughs> and uh, then we'll see. We'll see. So, well, we got like. Yeah, if, uh, if you're, like, I guess, yeah, here's the question. If you're a Lions fan, it's like, do you really right. want to win? Like, is, is, like is, is that really what you're in there for? I mean, you're, like, you know, your like, thing is being a loser, actually, to be fair. It's like your identity. But that's a uh, Michigan one. That's, yeah, they're good. Ben Johnson will coach the Commanders. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, true. Like, we have like two minutes left, Whale. Maybe like a little bit more than two minutes. Just like, this doesn't have to be empty the bucket. We'll talk to you next sure. week. It's very early. <laughs> like PJ and I, I don't think have like a fully formed. I'm all in on this opinion of this game yet. The Super Bowl, obviously, Niners favored by one forty-seven and a half mm-hmm. against the Chiefs. In like a minute or two here, do you have like a first thought, and then maybe we can follow up with you again next week? Yeah, um, my gut is saying Chiefs plus money. Uh, second time in our lives, we're going to get to bet on Pat Mahomes as a dog in the Super Bowl. I can't really believe it. Um, that said, uh, you know, I might be uh, a little bit reactionary still being very upset and disappointed with the Niners defense and their effort in the first half of that game. But they had some some solid plays, some tackling. They fixed some stuff in the second half. And, uh, and you know, you do have um, a more talented roster overall. Um, and, you know, the Chiefs losing to Menahu hurts for sure. Uh, he was a pretty important pass rushing piece for them. Uh, the Chiefs being a little bit more banged up. Uh, I know they get an extra week to, you know, kind of get everybody right. But, uh, you know, they had a much tougher ask in the last month and a half than the Niners. So the Niners kind of have a decent fatigue advantage right now. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's going to take me a while to fully land the plane on either of these sides or the total for that matter. I think 47 and a half is about right. Um, but, uh I would lean uh, Chiefs just so that I can enjoy a Super Bowl, uh, having bet on Mahomes and and not feel like an idiot when uh, uh, he goes out there and wins for the third time in a, a very predictable arc where you have where, when you're the best quarterback in the sport. Yeah, I think a lot. <laughs> matter of fact, it's a, it's a lot of, yeah, you know what? You know that He's just the best guy. So what are we doing? Yeah, that's just, <laughs> a little bit of that, little of that going on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you talked yourself into some long shot. You know, there's there's definitely like this is this is not. I, I felt. I guess I, I guess out of the gate last year, I felt much more um, compelled to be beating the drum for the Chiefs than I do this year. And I think it's just I have a, a better rating on the Niners this year than I did on the Eagles last year. Uh, I wow. think in general, uh, you know, the the um, you know the just the. There was whiffs of injury kind of swirling around Hurts last year. There was, a, you know, a clear sign of Hurts' inability to perform in the playoffs from the previous run. And so it was like, is he going to be able to handle the nerves of the moment? And, um, you know, and, I, and so, I, you know, I, I was a little, uh, 
you know, it was a little bit shocking to see that that game was as competitive as it was last year and that realistically Eagles played, you know, 95th percentile game, could have should have won. Um, but, uh, you know, I think this Chiefs team is, is obviously very good, better defense even uh, as this young group has continued to improve. Um, but, uh, you know, there's, there's less of a fear of this Chiefs offense being able to hang 30 points right now, surely, uh, than... Uh, even the Lions, who, uh, you know, gave the Niners a, t- a tough test last week. So, yeah, Chiefs, lean Chiefs. We'll see. I'm All the here. makings of a good one. Drew Dinsick, follow him on Twitter, X, at Whale underscore Capper, betting analyst for NBC Sports and host of the Deep Dive podcast. Whale, always good talking to you. Appreciate the time. Hey, best of luck, man. More You Better Shout You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the other yeah. side of the break. <laughs> 